Hello, good evening. You're watching The Final Whistle with me, Kenzie Benali. And me, Steve Forbes. Wow, we can breathe. Uh, what a game that was in the capital. It finishes Arsenal 3, Southampton 3. Dean Hammond and Adrian Kajimba are back with us to discuss that one. Certainly plenty to talk about. Dean, we'll come to you first. Uh, wow, where to begin? What did you make of that? A bit like you're saying there, Kenzie, just catching my breath. It's, I'm, I'm emotionally drained, I think. It was... Um... Look, it was a brilliant performance from from Southampton, something that maybe we didn't expect. I know we're all hopeful before the game and optimistic, um, but Arsenal is such a brilliant, brilliant side. But, um, I mean, what a start from Southampton. Brilliant counter-attack in football, set some traps defensively, pressed when they could, um, got that two-goal lead, and then Arsenal responded as you expected they would, um, played really high-intensity attacking football, got the goal back and then I'm just sitting there thinking just hold out till half time give the manager the opportunity to get into the dressing and and reorganize and take 5 minutes and take a take a breath because the game was played at such a high pace it was a brilliant first half of football and then tactically the manager got it spot on in, in to come out in the second half and and change the shape to take um, um Alcaraz off who was unbelievable in that in that first half um, to go to the five and invite the pressure from Arsenal. But he did. He kind of nullified them and they kind of ran out of ideas. And then again, to get that third goal, thinking, oh my word, we're actually going to win this now. This is going to be an unbelievable result. And then I think just that four or five minutes where Southampton just switched off a little bit. But you have to be fair to them. They must be absolutely shattered because they'd put so much effort. Did they close so many balls down? They they'd moved across in the shape. They'd covered for each other. There was a real togetherness and, and a spirit. And then to hold on to the end for a point, I think, you know, probably a fair result in the end. But I mean, what a game of football. So I think both teams will be disappointed. Both teams will be gutted. Both teams will be frustrated. But actually, in the end, I think both teams will be relieved. Um, so it's a valuable point. Let's be honest. Before the game, we would have we would have taken a point, but to be so close to a famous win that would have done so much for for the team is 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 the only setback. But I think the players can take so much from that, and hopefully that will kick them on for the remaining seven games of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Adrian, I think that's the the key, isn't it? The fact that we're feeling disappointment highlights just how many positives there were to take from that because the belief really was creeping in there that we could take all three points from the league leaders tonight. But as Dean said there, on reflection, a point from this fixture is is really promising. I think so. I, I mean, you might not feel it right now when, when you when you conceded the two goals right at the end there to to effectively have a, have a win that was in your grasp that sort of slipped through your fingers. But I think when you think back to maybe how a lot of people were probably feeling before the game, worried, um, worried about what Arsenal were going to do, maybe how big they might, you know, how big, how many how many goals they might score. To, to have, have given them the sort of game that, that Saints gave them tonight, uh, to have been so close to winning, to have, you know, scored three goals at, at the Premier League leaders, um, to be that close to winning, to show that level of performance, I, I think there is a lot to take maybe when the dust settles and, and the disappointment from how it finished sort of fades away. Well, before we get into more detail on the game, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solon. Can Saints surprise everybody? Can they put some stress on Arteta's side 
Aaron Ramsdale, of course, still only 24, Joe, and they've given it away. Alcaraz has a chance and gives Southampton the lead within 27 seconds. Saka has it on halfway, infield to Partey, the ball though given away. Saints pick it up, that's a good early ball as well from Elianusi to Alcaraz, the goal scorer. He threads it through the Walcott, 2-0! He scores his second goal against his former club for Southampton since his return to Saints. Here's Bakayo Saka into the box, gets the byline, pulls it back, Holly, 2-1, with the ball go out of play. Here's Perro with time to cross from the left, hangs it towards the back post, free header there, Ramsdale goes down, makes a save and then he saves a second time and it lands on the net, it's a corner to Southampton, brilliant football all round. We're in stoppage time at the end of the first half, Saints need the whistle, they lead 2-1, they need to survive this corner from Saka, he's going to whip it in, left-footed, and he does, curls it to the near post, it's flicked on, it's dangerous, it's off the line from Southampton, still no decision from the referee. Uh, outswinger from Ward Prowse on the right, it's flicked on by Benacoccia and the header in the back post and it's Dia Chaletasar! Unbelievable, at Arsenal and now Arsenal have it and a long distance shot comes in and they're back in the game and Erdegaard has curled it in from 20 odd yards that ball in to feet, shot comes in, save from Brazunu, follow up, it's 3-3 and Arsenal go mad Trossard dummies the pass, gets the edge of the D, hits the crossbar, and over. Gabriel, he can hardly stand up, and the referee says, that is that. What a remarkable game of football at the Emirates Stadium. I'm not sure anybody saw that coming. Well, let's start to dissect the action. And Dean, 27 seconds, that's when the first goal went in for Southampton. A bit of a gift from Aaron Ramsdale, but Charlie Alcaraz still did brilliantly to find a bit of space and obviously apply the finish. He did, Stephen. It was an incredible finish, really. Um, but yeah, I think um, Ramsdale was just a little bit too calm and a little bit too composed, um, just trying to play between the lines in such a dangerous position. And, and Southampton kind of, set a trap really with the two up front they split but almost aware that he was going to do that to try and play into the midfield pass so good anticipation from Alcarez he predicted the pass um, but then from that moment he took one or two maybe three quick touches and it was the run of Theo Walcock as, as well to, to run and take the defender away and kind of distract him gave him that extra moment to have that next touch but what a finish to to kind of pass it into that far corner with with power was brilliant, and in in such an early stage of the the game was 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 fantastic. And what a start it really really was. But Alcaraz has been very very good. He's kind of played that role where I'm not sure whether he's playing up front, whether he's playing as a ten, um, whether he's playing across the the front line. But it seems to to work for him. He really picks up some dangerous positions. If for such a young man, he kind of understands the role really, really well. He's very, very disciplined. And I tell you what he can do, he can really finish. When he gets those opportunities, he's, from the goals he scored this season for Southampton, he's very, very clinical. So if he can continue to do that, he's going to grow into a fantastic player. But it was it was so calm and composed. And what I liked was it was a brilliant run from Theo Walcott. And he, he might have been tempted to make that pass. But he didn't. He took the responsibility on. He was very, very confident in his ability. And he thought, I'm going to take his strike on and I'm going to score. It's a great start for Southampton. Well, Alcaraz turned provider for that second goal, setting up Theo Walcott. Adrian, what did you make of that? And indeed, Alcaraz's overall performance today? 
I think that second the second goal summed up sort of how well they started, how much they were on the front foot. I remember sort of watching the game at one point in in that sort of first period and seeing how many players Southampton had in in the Arsenal half. It was even sort of um, Romeo Lavia and James Ward-Prowse were pushed up as well, and then you know they had the, had the players in front of them, sort of really putting pressure on Arsenal, giving them a headache really trying to work out how to how to get the ball from their defensive area sort of further up the pitch. The, the second goal, um, I think it's El Yanusi who intercepts Odegaard's pass, but Thomas Partey only just about got out of trouble just before that. And obviously Alcaraz drives forward um, and timed that pass perfectly in behind Gabriel to, to Theo Walcott. Great first time finish. I think Alcaraz w- was excellent in that first half because obviously there was a, a goal line clearance from, I think it was Ben White's flick on head, flick header from the corner. And, and Alcaraz was sort of really important in the setup that Southampton had in the first half. Just being that sort of link player, helping them connect the the two holding midfielders in in Romeo Lavia and James Ward-Prowse to what was going on further forward and help the team get up the pitch and carry the ball forward. He was he was outstanding in that first half. He really was. Arsenal did make it 2-1 soon after, but then there was quite an interesting moment with Jan Bednarek being subbed off on medical advice, Dean. He clearly wasn't happy at the decision, didn't want to leave the field of play, but ultimately did. What did you make of that incident? I think it was the right decision, Steve, because there would have been a reason why they've come to that decision. But I can understand Bednarek as well. He would have there's no player that would have wanted to to come to come off it. You know, on reflection and you look at the replay, it looked really dangerous and it looked like he could have really hurt himself. He kind of fell on the top part of his back, but then his his neck as well. He was from such a high distance as as well. Um I think it's the right decision because it's dangerous and you have to, you know, player welfare, player care. Um, you have to think of, I know it's really important that it's, it's an important game. Um, but whether it looked like Arsenal were part of the decision as well. Um, and obviously the Southampton staff, they would have normally in that situation, whether he'd been knocked unconscious or whatever happened, there'll be questions that he would have been asked and he needs to answer them um, properly and, and get them correct. Otherwise he'll be, advised to be to substituted whether they looked at the replay and thought okay this could be really dangerous and we can't actually diagnose what's happened in this moment and we need to look at it further and we need to just take the action to take you out of the game just in case there is further damage that we can't tell at this moment so I actually think it was that it was the right decision it took a long time um, and as Bednarek went over to the to the uh, bench when he walked round, he spoke to the manager. The manager said something to him, but he, he had a play. He had a part to play. He was on the bench um, for the rest of the game, and in those stoppage of plays when the players were over having drinks, he was coming over and speak to him. So you can see the leadership skills that he has, and you can see that that he cares, and and, and he's a winner. He really, really is. So it would have hurt him individually coming off. It really would have done. But I think it's it's the right decision. And it's part of modern football. You have to protect the players because. Players won't protect themselves. They really, really won't. They want to play at all costs, and rightly so. But I think it was a good decision by the medical staff in the end. All right, well, let's take a look at social media now, hear what the fans are saying after that draw against Arsenal. Um, lots of, of pr- pride comments coming in, really, understandably. Um, 
Charlie Turner, though, says he doesn't know how to feel. I think that kind of sums up perhaps yeah. how you and I Mixed are feeling. Mixed emotions for sure. Rachel Ward says, feels like a loss, but let's take the point and fight to Bournemouth. Uh, Matthew says, look, I'm so proud of these boys. I'm disappointed that we didn't win, but what a point. We need to win every single game we have this season. Now, uh, Lisa on Facebook, hello to you. She says, shame about the three points, but what an exciting game. It certainly was, Lisa. Richard Hall on YouTube has says, wow, what a game. So proud of our boys. Christine Farr says, well done, Saints. And we have a comment here from Alison on Facebook. She says, great effort, gutting to draw, but I'll take it. Come on, you Reds. Do keep those comments coming into us. Uh, Adrian, let's come to you then and talk about that tactical change that Ruben made at half time. He, of course, opted to change to a back five. How did you assess that decision? It's very interesting. Obviously, just, just now I spoke about the role Alcaraz was playing. Um, I understand the decision to to go to the to the back five in some ways because the fullbacks the fullbacks were both on uh, on yellow cards, and by by bringing in the extra central defender, you just got just allow them to take up slightly different positions and know that they've got cover able to come out and support them. So so maybe they don't have to be as rash as, as they might have been if they weren't booked or you know in, in some of the situations they found themselves in in the first half. I think maybe the issue the issue they then had was keeping the ball. Um, in the in Arsenal's half, getting up the pitch that was a bit difficult, um, and and it was, it was it was kind of concerning in some ways because it it gave the initiative to Arsenal and they just had you know waves and waves and loads and loads of pressure. But what they weren't doing is anything with it, and then eventually almost like when they when they had all the onus on them, and they didn't really make anything of it. And, and obviously then the third goal came and it felt like the game was over at that point, but. For a period, it was it was a little bit worrying how much pressure Arsenal were having, but I think Southampton defended unbelievably well. The, the three centre backs, that has to be said. Um, Bella Kotchap all game. Obviously, uh, Dujkaletkar when he came on, and um, Bednarek was obviously very good before he before before he went off, and Lienko then came on as well, ladies' part. So they defended really really well. Um, there was just that little worrying period maybe at the start of the second half when when Arsenal had a lot of the ball, but I think Southampton kind of rode that out very very well. That tactical change certainly saw a, a lack of chances being created from open play from then on, Dean. And you thought that if Southampton were to extend their lead, it would come from a set piece. And, and so it proved. Yeah, I thought it might be at nil-nil, Steve, a set piece that we might nick it on the break. Not a 2-1 not a up to make it 3-1. So I was pleasantly surprised, let's put it that way. But um, no, it's it was a brilliant delivery from, from Prousey. We always expect that. Um, Bella Kocha started on Ramsdale and then came off him and came kind of unsighted in front of Rob Holding, got a really good flick and and Shaletta Shah kind of drifted to to the back post and it looks like a really easy finish, but he's got a lot of time to see that and he probably knows I should be scoring this, but he gets a really good connection on it, it gets his head over the ball and puts it into kind of an empty net and Ramsdale just can't respond quick enough, can't react, can't get across a goal is quick enough and it was brilliant celebrations, but you, we all kind of knew the game wasn't won at 3-1. It was more comfortable. It really, really was. And for the next 10, 15 minutes, Southampton were brilliant. They really nullified Arsenal, didn't really create anything like Adrian's just touched on there. It was just that five minutes of, of madness, really, um, where Odegaard came into it and he just he was finding those passes into the front man, into Jesus, who was getting hold of it and then... Arsenal could get runners off him and it became very, very difficult for, for Southampton. But no credit to 
to Southampton. It looks like they really work on their set pieces in, in training. We had the one at Crystal Palace where Joe Rebo should have scored, which was brilliantly worked. This one looked like that was brilliantly worked because when you've got a player like James Ward-Prowse, he can put it anywhere. Um, so it's all down to the movement, the timing of the movement and being aggressive in the box. And they were, they're aggressive. They win the first contact and they win the second contact. So a free run, I was really, really smiling. But I must admit, I was still a little bit nervous. Well, yeah, we were as well, Dean. And Adrian, Dean just mentioned there that kind of few moments of madness from Arsenal, those few moments that broke Saints fans' hearts, really. Um, Arsenal just displaying what top teams do and, and scoring twice in the blink of an eye. Yeah, they didn't. And I think the first, the first goal was just the sort of thing that can happen when, when you maybe been, although Arsenal weren't creating chances, as we said, as we said, you know, Southampton were having to do a lot of defending, concentration and focus. And, and when it is sort of waves of pressure, as I said, it can just take one split second. And in that case, for the first goal, it's just letting Odegaard dip inside onto onto his favourite foot. Everyone knows Odegaard is left footy, but when you've been having to focus and concentrate as Southampton's players had to do for that game, it can only just, just take the, the tiniest little second maybe of, of, of focus or concentration drifting and, and he's allowed to come inside onto his favourite foot and score. And I think that the, the equalising goal was, was almost, in some ways, also a result of Arsenal's pressure because there's just so many bodies that Arsenal sort of had in, in Southampton's box and in and around it. I think Belakocha was quite unlucky, actually, because he seemed to have got himself in a really good position to react after Bazunu saved Reese Nelson's shot. I think, I think he just slipped mm-hmm. and then slipped in and then trying to recover. He ends up being in a position where... He, there's a gap between his legs, basically, for Saka to slip his shot through and and then find the back of the net. So it was really, really unlucky because they Southampton had the bodies in and around Bazuni to protect him for any loose ball that came back out. But I just feel that little slip proved really, really costly. Very much so. Well, we've heard that there's a, a, a mixed emotions amongst the fan base. Dean, how, how do you feel about it? Do you think that's a point gained or two dropped? And, and what do you think the mood's going to be like in the dressing room? Well, I think the mood will be disappointment. Um, but I think the players can be really proud of themselves because of the performance they put in. To to go to Arsenal and, and score three goals is is no easy feat. It really isn't. But after being free one up and working so hard, you, it's just a natural instinct to feel disappointed and, and gutted that you haven't got the result and what it would have also meant in terms of coming off the bottom of the table um, and what that would have meant to the players. But I think uh, on reflection tomorrow, the next day, as you come in next week to build up to the Bournemouth game, I think the players can look at it and think it's it's a point gained. It really, really is. I don't think you can look at it's two points dropped because you don't have the three points until the game is finished. They were winning during the game, but the game wasn't over. Um, and to to hold on to the end, Steve, it could have been worse. You know, at three all with five, six minutes left, Arsenal hit the crossbar. There's a few moments where you think they might get a penalty. Does it fall to an Arsenal player in a box? Do they get the winner? The crowd was up. The noise was uh, was crazy. So the players have done really, really well to respond and not lose that game in the end because I've been there, believe me, when winning game and then you're someone equalised in the 90th minute and then you end up losing the game, That's that will be real disappointment. But I think the players can be really, really proud of themselves because we're all disappointed after the Crystal Palace defeat. and We're all a little bit low after that and they've responded tonight to be 2-0 up at Arsenal and Arsenal to get a goal back, to then go 3-1 up 
to go free or not lose a game, I think is credit to, to, to them. But look, there will be some disappointment and the players will be shattered. They'll be absolutely shattered. So there won't be too much talking going on, believe me. Well, let's hear from the manager now. Here's what Ruben Sellers had to say after the match. Well, the emotions at the end that we, we put a really good performance on the pitch and that uh, I think uh, we want to take the three points. We showed it from the very beginning. A little bit disappointed because we didn't take the three, but very, very happy for it because uh, the, the character and the performance that the boy put, boys put today on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, that character and, and that belief and that fight, that must have been incredibly encouraging to see what they produced on that front at, at a place like this. Yeah, but we know, we knew it was uh, it was there and uh, we show sometimes that uh, we need to show it more often. That That's that's for us right now, but uh, it was fantastic to be with them, to support them in the sideline and then they show how good they are and then how they good uh, they can be and then we need to take that belief for the next uh, six games. It was a sensational start to the game, obviously. You can just talk about the, the tone that you set with that and, and the way that the team approached the game from, from the off to really take it to Arsenal straight away. Yeah, we, we always uh, talk, uh, we always prepare the games to win the games and that's that's uh, that's how we do it. And then we knew that we want to get something from, from here today, we need to be brave and then we need to apply the pressure high. And that's what we did in the very beginning and then we scored the goal very quick. We scored the second one also after a transition, Carlos was exceptional there uh, together with you. And then and then uh, sometimes it's difficult to keep that uh, tempo and that pressing for, for 90 minutes, especially with a team like Arsenal that has a lot of plays and a lot of solutions uh, but again uh, we change in the half time we stay in the game we managed to score the third one then the game was a little bit long for us how pleased were you with the quality that you showed in the final third and, and the kind of ruthlessness that, that you showed there particularly in that first half yeah absolutely absolutely we we, we know the quality is there we need to put the, the quality in the situations to score goals that's what we did today I'm very happy for them because that shows how good they are and then uh, we need to build from that again you mentioned the change in shape at half time. What was the thinking behind that and how pleased were you with, with how that worked, obviously ahead of then then restoring the two goal lead? Uh, well, we have the situations in the first half when they find uh, very quick their uh, wingers into the space and we had uh, Romain Perot and Carl Walker-Peters with yellow car. And uh, we need to make a decision. It was not an easy decision to take out Carlos of the game, but we needed to find that uh, those five in the backs to support the situations in the side two against one, and to have one more header in the in the defensive crosses. And we knew it, it was coming, so that was the idea. In the beginning of the second half, we make a small variation straight after two or three minutes in the second half because they changed the way they build up, and then the technical staff is doing a fantastic job. And then they support, they see things very quick, and then they come with options that we can use and we can. We can make good performances because of that. And despite the disappointment at the end of not being able to get the three points, how much of a foundation does this give you ahead of a, a really big night on Thursday? Uh, well, I think it uh, gives for us the support, our idea that we can compete and perform against any team in the league. And then that's what we're going to take it from today. I think we have been doing some uh, good things. Uh, some of the other games, we, we create situations, especially in the first half, to be leading in the first half. We did it today. We we scored those situations, and then it was it's very opponent for the for the uh, it's very difficult for the opponent to come back. And then it's it's always like that in the Premier League. If you score the first goal, then it's very difficult uh, for the other team to come back. And, and as Martin Wilson has got in touch and commented on Facebook, he said we didn't expect anything at the start. They played their hearts out and got a point. Uh, let's take a look at a few more comments coming into us then, shall we? Uh, Owen said we will stay up on YouTube. Uh, Jamie Banks is also with us on Facebook. Uh, he says no way 
uh, eight minutes added time for that second half. Uh, Ryan Ackland also with us tonight. Hello, good evening. He says we were unlucky tonight. Richard North says a draw was no good for either team. Uh, David on Facebook says it was an exciting game, Saints. Uh, Lakai Tizard, we will fight. Come on, you Reds. And we'll finish this with with this one, sorry, from Paul Aitken on YouTube. He says, I will believe that we can stay up. So really positive and really nice, actually, to hear those comments coming in from the fans. The belief is still there. Adrian, we'll come to you then uh, as we look ahead to Bournemouth on Thursday. We've been saying this for a long time, but that's another big and very important match that Southampton really need to win. Yeah, it is. Um, obviously, Bournemouth have had a couple of good results recently just to help pull themselves clear of... of of trouble really but I think what tonight does is it's is a really timely boost as I said when the dust settles hopefully they'll they'll feel it that way and and I think Ruben and the manager has to somehow bottle some of the best things um, that the players showed there tonight and what they got to do I was, I was thinking at full time some of the results Ruben um, Ruben Sellers has led the team to at Old Trafford at Chelsea tonight at Arsenal now they got to go and do that against one of the sides that are a bit closer to them Obviously, it's always going to be a bit different when you go away to these bigger sides in terms of the possession you have, the way they attack and, and potentially the opportunities you get on the counter-attack because they just defend differently and the, the onus and, and momentum and everything is, is different in those type of games. But somehow they got to be able to translate some of the things they've shown at Stamford Bridge, at Old Trafford, at the Emirates tonight into one of the games against one of their, their rivals, one of the teams closer to them. And really make it make it count in one of those games and, and Bournemouth's obviously the next opportunity for that next week. Yeah, that's right. And Dean, of course, you'll be with us at St Mary's Stadium for that one. How are you feeling ahead of that match? Looking forward to it, Kenzie. Um it's a like you said, it's a huge football match. And we have been saying that for a number of weeks now, but it, it really, really is, and it's it is a must win. It's a game that we have to win. There's no shine away from that. We have to win that game. But I will say, if the players can replicate that performance tonight for the remaining six games, they've got a really, really good chance of getting out of trouble. Because what they've shown tonight, not only to get a point, um, to to compete against Arsenal, um, but to score three goals. And we haven't done that for a lot. Know, I keep saying that. We did that against Tottenham. But we haven't done that many times this season. And that's really important because the teams at the bottom of the table, I'm just looking at, are not scoring goals. And obviously, if you're not scoring goals, you can't win games. And if you're not scoring many goals, you have to keep clean sheets. So if you go a goal down, it becomes even more difficult because you're not scoring one, two, three goals a game. So that will be a huge confidence boost tonight to give to those players so that we can score goals, we can compete, we can create chances. And defensively, those players were were brilliant. So can they replicate that? Do you know those moments where you're in those one-on-one duels and, and you come out a winner winning the ball? The moments where you have to make that sliding tackle to block the ball. It's almost easier to do it against the big ties, uh, big teams because you raise your game. Can we do that against Bournemouth at home? So we know it's an important game, but if we can, you know, that's four points out of these two games. I think that would be a really, really good return. Good stuff. Well, Dean, Adrian, thank you so much for your time this evening on Saints Live and on the final whistle. Dean, look forward to seeing you next week. Well, a relentless and enthralling night at the Emirates. Southampton gain a valuable point in their fight for Premier League survival and a three-all draw with Arsenal. Next up, it is Bournemouth at home at St Mary's on Thursday the 27th. It's a 7.45 kickoff, so we'll be with you again with a Saints Live from 6.30. Should be just enough time for the fingernails to grow back. Uh, We'll see you then. Bye for now.